This is Masks Off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the masks you wear? We are here to have real conversations about how to live a more empowered and authentic life. So join us, remove your masks, live your life. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Masks Off. I'm Kim. And I'm Tia. And today we have with us Jen Taylor, and we're so excited to get in this conversation because truthfully, it's one I talk about all the time in the podcast, and I struggle with this one a lot because I always, until recently, I'm doing really well, but I've always felt like a human doing rather than a human being. So I'm so excited for you to share with us today, Jen. But as always, I will begin with the quote. So today's quote is, when receiving intuitive information through your body, the more you listen, the more you hear. And that's by Karen Whitaker. So Jen, would you like to introduce yourself and let our listeners know a little bit about you? Yeah, thanks, Kim. Thanks, Tia, for having me here. I'm super excited. Um, My name is Jen Taylor. I live in Florida, and I am a mom of four. Um, I am a certified body-mind coach, so one of my main goals in life, um, I'm on this mission to help women stop doing so much, um, teach them really how to listen to their body, its intuitive messages, and really lead from the heart instead of from the logical linear brain, (laughs) Uh, this fear mode that we're so often in. And I teach women how to really get clear on their boundaries, um, what that even looks like to set boundaries, to honor boundaries, um, crystal clear on what their values are so they can make decisions from that place instead of what they should be doing in life, right? Like really get clear on that and just help them to step into the life and the business that they've always dreamed of but have been too scared to pursue. Um, So really holding them accountable, giving them really loving support. Um, I was also a massage therapist for 15 years, now retired from that profession and found that I can serve my clients on a deeper level with the body-mind coaching. Um, I also teach instinctive meditation. I'm also a Reiki Reiki master. So I do a lot of holistic modalities just to really deepen this body-mind connection um, and just teaching women how to live out their true meaning in life. Um, Because there's so many masks that we wear, and you ladies talk all about masks. There's just so many masks that women wear, and I want to help uncover that and get to what is really true and um, really authentic. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about what I do. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. There's so many layers there we could talk about. (laughs) You know, we're going to focus in on one to start, but who knows where the conversation goes because you bring Mm -hmm. so much value to women's lives and everything through having that background in body work and how you can bring that in, you know, with the instinctive meditation and everything else that you talked about with, you know, understanding your values and whatnot. So, we thought we'd talk about today because you brought up the mask, the mask mm-hmm. of busyness. You brought that up, and mm-hmm. that is really a huge challenge for a lot of women and men too. We're not discounting men in this process either. And that importance of the messages our body give us. 
you know, when we're being too busy, how, what, when we're wearing that mask of busyness, how does it show up in our body or in our life, our mind dropping into our heart? How do we begin to shift that? So with that, where do you see that mask show up for yourself or in clients you work with and how do you help them start to become aware of the shoulds and shifting out of the shoulds into that more authentic choice? Yeah, that's a great question. So obviously, since I teach others about this, I've had life experience with it, right? Exactly. (laughs) Like we're always (laughs) teachers of what we need the most. And I was completely wearing the mask of busyness for a decade at least, you know, maybe more. And I was running under the assumption that the busier I am and the more productive I am in life, that equals the better a woman I am, the better human I am. Um, You know, I call it the badge of busyness. Right, that I see that I was, you know, trying to get that accolade, that badge of busyness, you know, and I see my clients striving after that too. So my busy season led to health breakdowns, and that was my wake up call, right? Like, usually we need some kind of really serious wake up call to make change. And what I want to prevent my clients from doing is, you know, they're already on this track of being super, super busy and burnt out. But I want to help them before they're in crisis mode. I want to help them before they have a nervous breakdown or they end up in the hospital from some kind of really extreme health condition. So, you know, with my experience, I learned over the last almost two decades so many modalities to help with stress and anxiety and to relax the body and just really go inward instead of focusing on what we have to do outward. So that's how I shifted, you know, with my personal experience. And then with my clients, the main things that show up are chronic pain in the body and anxiety. They're the two main topics and they're unfulfilled, like kind of overall unfulfilled because they're just doing, doing, doing for everyone else and nothing for themselves at all. (laughs) Um, And they often grow resentful and bitter as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You might be familiar with that, right? Like, you know, when you're just doing, doing, doing so much, it's Mm -hmm. not in alignment with your core values. You think you should be a nice person and do and give and caretake and pour out everything you have to give, but you're not feeding you. You're not nourishing you at all. You're not living in alignment with your values and your meaning. Um, So it ends up in this cycle. It's a vicious cycle that they're in. But the chronic pain, that really became eye-opening to me as a massage therapist where, you know, people love the body work that I did and the energy work, but they would come in, you know, every two weeks, every month with the same conditions over and over and over again. And it wasn't so much that it was repetitive use, like, you know, somebody is using their arm over and over, causing lots of pain in their shoulder. What I found was it was their shoulder pain was from the weight of the world, Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like settling in um, and causing chronic pain and headaches and stress and this and that. So when I started to talk to them, so I was coaching people before I was a coach for a long time as a massage therapist and didn't really understand that's what I was doing. I just did it because I thought I should. (laughs) And it felt really good to do that. Um, We kind of went deeper and tried to figure out, like, why is the shoulder pain here for five years? Mm. Right. Like, what are you doing that? you don't want to be doing? What are you saying yes to that you really want to say no to? 
Right. Right. So that's where like my work with boundaries <clears throat> came up. Um, Boy, and, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Kim. I was going to say, I really wish that you were around when I was in my early thirties, I could have used, yeah. Where were you? I'm 52 now. <laughs> <laughs> that's 20 years ago. Um, I, I can completely relate to what you're saying because I was diagnosed with Sjogren syndrome, which is autoimmune Yeah. back when I was, um, I don't know, 30, yeah, like 35 ish, but it was really a lot of that, you know, a lot of that stress and doing and doing, and just like my body just saying it, it was a wake up call to me. Like you need to slow down. You need to do something differently. And it's still, even though I was diagnosed in 2005 with it, it still has been such a learning process over the years. And it's been so hard because I wear that people pleaser mask. I wear that, you know, peacemaker mask. Like, let me just keep the peace. So if I'm going to keep the peace, I have to please. And then I have to perfect. And then I have to perform. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in this constant state, as I was, my body was like, no, but I didn't, even when I had the pain and I had all the symptoms that went along with having autoimmune, I listened somewhat but it was definitely a little, it was a progression and step-by-step. Step. I will say that I was introduced to Bernie Siegel back in the very beginning, and he does a lot of mind-body medicine. And so I would listen to his tapes a lot. That was maybe my entry point to mind-body medicine, but it's been a journey and it takes time over the last, you know, 15 or so years. So it's really important. I think the work that you're doing and it's, it's so easy to tune out, right? And to not mm -hmm. listen to those signals that the body is giving us. Yeah, and I think it's that our culture is really huge on listening to everything outside of our bodies and our brain, right? Like I'm not discounting right. our brains are amazing, but they're computers, right? <laughs> and I believe that our truth and um, everything that we desire is in our heart, in our mm -hmm. bodies, right? Some people feel it in the heart, some people feel it in the gut, and that innate inner wisdom, that truth. And when we're not, we're not um, taught to listen to the body at all, it completely gets discounted. Like I think of a book, um, one of my favorite books called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and there's another one, The Emotion Code, written by a chiropractor, Brett, Dr. Bradley Nelson. And it just talks so much body focus. And where is that in our world? You know, we're not taught to listen to anything. We're taught to listen to the messages outside of ourselves and social media mm -hmm. or, you know, what our family told us or whatever, <laughs> you know. Right. We're not taught to slow down and just say, wow, what do I feel? What do I mm -hmm. want? You know, what's my body trying to expressed to me right exactly and that starts at such a young age mm. and yeah. that conditioning and from culture from family from schools from society and now as you mentioned social media it just elevates it yeah. to another mm -hmm. level because we don't have breaks like we at least when we were kids you know we didn't we'd go home from school and would get a break from that outside other than you know family and other things but you didn't have that social media input of this is what you should, da, 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 da. everyone else is doing more, I'm not doing enough. And bringing back to the head and the heart aspect that you're talking about too is such a really beautiful thing to remember. 
because we are right, we're raised to be in our head through culture, like that external. And so we always, you know, you're cut off here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more we can drop into our heart, or as you said, for some people, the gut, that's where the wisdom is. Yeah, it is. We're, we're so focused on, you know, how much information can we put in our brains through school and, right. and, you know, through learning, which is all beautiful and wonderful, but we don't teach anybody to listen to the body. And, and it is your cutoff right there. Like only access the head, don't drop into the body. So when I start working with women, just having them sit with their cells for literally one minute is so foreign to them. Right. So foreign, you know, they don't even sit down for a minute, let alone bring any attention onto their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you all, something else came up about social media where it just made me think we're just completely saturated with messages all day long. And it's up in our brain that we're processing all these messages. Right. And it also brings up this comparison game that all of us play, men and women, but I think especially women. And that has, that's a huge topic that I, I work with my clients on because they see on social media, of course, everybody shows up at their best on social media, right? <laughs> uh, picture perfect life. And they see mm-hmm. other families, other women, other professionals, and they say, wow, why don't I have that? What's wrong with me right. that I don't have that? Um, so again, I teach them to come back to what's true. What's true for you? You don't have to have a life that looks like Sally down the street, you know, you don't have to have that kind of lifestyle or that kind of career just because society tells you you need that. You know, and like you what's even, oops, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know if Sally's happy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what mask is Sally wearing? Exactly. Right. <laughs> you don't know what's really Many. going on with anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how we got onto that topic of social media, but but it is all relevant to the body mind mm-hmm. connection and and what's your your truth and not living in somebody else's truth. So you mentioned you know you have your clients just starting with that minute of tapping into their body, which is so foreign by mm-hmm. to so many. How do you help them? You know, I, through that minute and in other situations to start to realize what do they actually want. You know, because so many people say, I don't know what I want. I have yeah. no idea. They, and they don't. They're, they're being right. truthful when they say that they really don't um, because there's so much pressure to like, what is your purpose? Like, that's such right. a big question. I hate that. I don't, <laughs> I don't really subscribe to like, we have one pers- purpose. Mm-hmm. I believe we, there's so much meaning to our life. You know, it doesn't have to be one job or one relationship or one anything. It's we're moving through life with meaning every single day. Exactly. Um, yeah. So the way that I help them listen to what the truth is and listen to their body is a really slow process, to be honest, mm-hmm. for most people, unless they're somewhat familiar with the body-mind connection and have already done some holistic work. Um, because since it's so foreign to them, they literally don't know what it is. Right. It's just like learning a foreign language which is really sad when you think about it because they've been with their bodies their whole life right? and they completely ignore it, you know, push through the pain, push through the stress, do it anyway, because I'm supposed to, or I should, I hate the word should, I should do it. Um, so it's a very slow, intentional process. And I really go at their, their pace because they have to leave. <clears throat> Some people, if they're in extreme pain, 
Um, I have a lot of clients who have severe headaches because they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulder. So mm-hmm. it's affecting, you know, their trap muscles and up into their head and under their head um, at, the, at the occiput level there behind at the base of their skull, mm-hmm. intense headaches where they can't function. It's mm-hmm. just, but they push through anyway. Right. So I'm teaching them, hey, when it's really severe, let's stop for 30 seconds, put your feet on the floor, ground down, hand on your heart, mm-hmm. teach them some breathing techniques. And I actually subscribe to the philosophy of sitting with the pain instead of pushing it away definitely right so there's a lot of teachings out there and if it works for people then by all means keep doing it where you're taught to like push everything outside of you push the pain away push your thoughts away push your feelings away and i believe that is one of the unhealthiest things we can do because that creates a disconnect you know it says okay thoughts and pain and experiences and emotions we're just going to put you in a cloud and let you float away. <laughs> and like, it what doesn't a disconnect. Float away. And it, it doesn't, doesn't float away. It doesn't. Maybe for a minute or two, right? Mm-hmm. But then you go back to life and it comes back and it's just this heap back on you and it doesn't help the situation at all. Mm-hmm. So in the instance where my clients have these severe headaches, I say, I use very gentle language and I say, just bring your attention to that area mm-hmm. in the back of your head sit with it for a moment. Sometimes it'll intensify, it usually does, and then it'll start to soften. Um, and then what I'm really teaching them to do is ask that area, does it have anything to say? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Like that's strange language for some people, but does the base of your neck have any messages for you? And they're really surprised by what comes up. And I teach them mm-hmm. the first thing that comes up is your intuitive thought. It's fast. Yep. It's going to be really quiet usually it's not going to scream loud at you Um, but just get used to that voice and trust it Mm -hmm. and it's a process you know it takes some time Mm -hmm. Um, but over the months that we work together they can tune in relatively quickly by the end of our time together and say oh it's telling me I need to slow down and take a nap novel idea right (laughs) (laughs) or it's it's telling me all these other different things Um, Maybe it's telling me instead of working two more hours, I go take a walk in nature because I, that just lights me up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what do I need in this moment? That's what I, t- I teach my clients to ask every single day instead of having a real structured routine, right? You get out of bed mm-hmm. and you do an hour of yoga and you do this and do that. Get up and say, oh, what would nourish me today? Right. Yes. And it's going to look different every single day if you're really tuning into your body. Because you don't always need the same thing every single day. You know, you might have it in there a few times a week or something, but depending on how you're feeling and what you need, it, it might look different all the time. So then I have a question for you. <clears throat> I'm a list person. I got to write everything down. <laughs> Literally to the tune of, to the tune. And okay, here's my, probably my badge of busyness, I suppose. <laughs> but I literally put on my notes section, get up drink water, drink my smoothie, then my abs, my stretches, my yoga, my workout, and then all the other stuff that I'm doing. Are you saying then those things like the water, the abs, the stretching, the yoga, the smoothie that I may not necessarily need that every single day and to tune into that piece as well? Well, so let me ask you, Kim. So when you have that structure, 
I guess you're always really craving like a routine structure. Does oh, it make for, you, sh- for sure. Has that I'm been a, your whole life? Yeah, my whole life. Yeah. I'm a Virgo mm-hmm. and I have to have mm-hmm. my structure in okay. my list because otherwise it doesn't get done. I'll mm-hmm. just be aloof, I feel. <laughs> okay. So you like that accountability to yourself. Um, yeah. How does it feel when you're when you tune into your body? Like when you do these things where you're like, okay, I've got the water, I've got the abs, I've got this, I've got that. Does it feel light and easy to you? Or do you have days where you feel, oh, this feels heavy and hard. I don't really want to do this list. Um, There are times when it's heavy and hard. Mm -hmm. There are times. For the most part, um, for the most part, I've eased into like definitely the yoga feels light and good, you know, because I just do like 15 minutes of that. Um, and there's sometimes if, even if the abs are on my list, I'll let it go. If I, you know, don't feel the abs that particular day, mm-hmm. it's probably 60, 40, maybe okay. 65, 35, 65 light, 35% of the time it feels heavy. Okay. So if it feels light, I would go with it. Like pay attention to your body when you get up and does it make you feel really excited? Like in your chest, like, Oh, I want to do this. Right. Or if it's mm. feeling really heavy, then maybe tune back in and get quiet for a minute and you know, just kind of sit with yourself and say, well, what would light me up instead? Mm. And it might be something radically different than exercise, mm. right? It might be yeah. just standing outside with your feet in the, in the grass. I don't know. It could be anything, right? It, maybe it's reading a book or calling a friend. Like, what is it that you need in that moment to really fill you up and make you feel excited? That's so interesting because when you said that, my anxiety just went. I saw something shift. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Like, no way. No. So, and then quickly the thought was there's the expectations, there's the shoulds, there's the I have to, there's the control, there's the heaviness. Wow. Yeah. Like how fast that went. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, what do you mean get up and go? It's like, who has the time to go stand outside and put my feet on the ground? Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's this process of one being aware of it, which you just were, it all came up and you're like, I can't do that. Are you crazy? I have to do my list or everything's going to fall apart and my life is over. Right. But the truth is, yeah, the truth is that you can step away from the list and do what feels good to you. Because the truth is, you know, we tell ourselves that we're good people if we have a list and we can check Mm -hmm. it off and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing in life. Right. Like we got it together and and (laughs) we're supposed to. Yeah. And it's a safety net, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm also a Virgo, Virgo and also really thrive in a structured environment. I was in the mil- I was in the army for four years and mm-hmm. I thrive so much because they told me what to eat. They told me what to wear. They told me where to be at what time. I didn't have to think, right? Yeah. And I've really taken that and done a complete 180 to where I have some structure in my day, but no routine. You know, it's it's whatever feels really good in the moment. And my schedule has to be very flowy and feels good to me and not anybody else. Because for years I was in that same trap of every single thing I did had to be written down. Okay, I'm just like you, water, check, yoga, check, read my book, check. <laughs> like I had to go through because it satisfied me to check the list off. Me too. Yeah. And it helps you stay stuck in the thinking brain external. Yeah. You're, you're, 
looking at that list as validation. So it's on the outside instead of on the inside. Like, look at all I did today and I accomplished and I did it. Yay Mm -hmm. me. But is it true to your heart? Right. Does it light you up? And yeah, is it truly nourishing to you? Right. Right. Like, of course, it's checking off some boxes of like movement and yoga and like really beautiful things, but maybe it's not exactly what you need every single day in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you, you change, you evolve, you shift, your energy is different depending on what's going on in your life. So why would you need the exact same thing all the well, time? That's how I see it. And then you even bring in the physiological aspect of our body, the which is real and true. And, you know, hormones change, sleep change, yeah. and all of that changes. So if we're not tapping into our physiological needs as well, not just our spiritual, I mean, it's body, mind, and spirit, right? Yeah. So we have to honor that piece too. Like, hey, I thought I'd be up for this today. I, and I know, Kim, you've done that before, especially after recovering from COVID. Like, I'm going to go for a run today. And you're like, I can't. Yeah. Your body. And imagine if you had pushed through that, what could have happened? Yeah. Yeah. And not only do it, I know you did it. Yeah. I've seen you do it. I know. Exactly. (laughs) And, and I do hear, even with like the yoga, I feel like I do the, you know, I'm doing the videos and I'm really trying to push into the poses and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm getting more flexible, but it's painful. And I'm having this sciatic issue going on and this neck issue and I'm going to physical therapy for it. And so he's like, well, why don't you just try like backing off it a little instead of going like a hundred percent, just like go to maybe 80 or something, you know, six. And it's like, again, it comes back to that performance and the checking and the da, 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 I gotta, you know, do it. I have to do it like full force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was in my body. Right. And that's a, a beautiful opportunity to feel into why do I feel like I have mm-hmm. to do this? Right. Yeah. And if, if you're doing something that you feel you're supposed to do and you're resulting in physical therapy and pain and like, yeah, like the body is telling you, oh, wait a minute, Kim, we need to do something different. Like, <laughs> like maybe you either back off or create your own yoga flow. Yeah, You're allowed to do that. You don't have to be a yoga teacher to do that. You know what feels good to your body, what movements you need. And so kind of take and pick and choose what feels really good to you. So you're not in physical therapy. Like that's kind of, um, you know, negating the other. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It just goes to speak to not just even with my example that I, but just working out like how many people out there, not just women, because men as well will go and work out and just, you know, push so hard, right? Like push so hard because they're, because we all include myself are trying to attain some, some bar up here, high bar of like, I've got to look good. I've got to be like perfect. And then their bodies are breaking down even sports. Like I, so where I work out, um, or used to go is, um, at a facility where my trainer is with classes, but alongside it is a baseball, like a baseball Academy. It's two in one. And so there's all these young, young kids. I'm talking 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old that, are having surgery on their shoulders because of the amount of pitching that they're doing, you know, at that wow. young, young age, right? Yeah. So they're like, being what? conditioned. They're, yes. Yeah. What are we mm-hmm. trying to achieve and attain? Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's such a good point because people, men, 
I don't, I don't know if it's more men than women. I, it's both, but they see this standard. They're playing that comparison game, yeah, right? Totally. I've got to have certain size biceps or certain abs or whatever. And you know what? Maybe it works for some people and their body type and like, you know, their regimen, but it's, it's not going to work for everybody. We're all so radically different and uniquely created. Like it doesn't, I'm not going to be able to go and run a triathlon, you know, and I never wish to <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is not an option. And, you know, we're striving for this certain, like you said, this certain standard, this certain bar. And it made me think of when you said these kids are working out at such a young age and having surgery, like, I think that's ridiculous, right? But yeah. that's the parents' values, mm -hmm. maybe some of the kids' values, but probably shoved on them from the parents. And when we talk about the budget busyness for women, I think about what a lot of families are doing to their kids. How many sports can you be in at one time? How many activities can you go to? Like, exactly. I know there's so, so many families that every single night of the week and the weekends, they're in activities. There's no family dinners anymore. There's no connection time. Um, it's, and that's what we're teaching our kids to do in this culture. So they're not going to be able to listen to their bodies either. And it seems that that busyness badge is being risen higher and higher. Absolutely. You know, because I know when I was growing up, I, was, I still would explore and go around and just oh, be. Me too in yeah. nature and mm -hmm. there was busy but not to the degree of busy and I don't know if I was isolated in my growing up I don't feel that I mean I would play sports but you played it for the season and then you'd play the next sport for mm -hmm. the next season or you'd skip a season yeah you know it, it wasn't this 12 months out of the year you're staying in the same sport you're doing this and you have to do this checking all those boxes to get into the good school to make yourself competitive da 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 and so we're conditioning the next generation. Absolutely. And bringing it back to earlier in the conversation, what type of pain and chronic issues is going to show up in that next generation? Right. And not Never. just the physical pain, but the emotional and mental exactly. anguish and, yes. and lack of connection from whatever, you know, spirituality, um, you know, that they're pursuing. And it's like, where, where is this connection um, there is no connection, right? Like mm -hmm. we're already so disconnected from each other because of social media. And then I believe an even bigger problem is the disconnection to yourself, totally. right? So it's this disease of disconnection that we're all facing. And like you said, Tia, we're just raising the next generation up to do so much, achieve so much, be so much, and they're not going to have any kind of connection with their body or how to handle the stress, handle the anxiety, listen to the messages and make changes. Right. And then you've got the constant flow of social media and games and internet in their face, right? So how are they going to be able to listen to their body if they're distracted all the time? You know, they're, they're entertained every mm -hmm. single second of the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. And there's, where's the room for that space and that being... Yeah. So I was going to, go ahead. Sorry, Tia. I was no. going to say, so now that we talked about what it looks like to do from your perspective, Jen, what does it look like to be and how does one take steps to start just being? Yeah. So once you've identified that, oh my gosh, I have a real problem with doing so much. I've got this awareness. I need to do something differently. It really just starts with 
listening to what makes you excited mm-hmm. and what makes you dread like that dread feeling in your stomach of like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Can like I just that? interrupt you for a yeah. second? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of people listen to this on podcast. We also mm-hmm. do post it on YouTube. Your body demonstrated that so beautifully as oh, a visual because <laughs> you, you went expansive mm-hmm. and then you contracted. Yeah. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. I just have to point that out for people who are listening that yeah. I'll let you describe it, how, how it felt for you when you talked yeah. about those two, the contrast between the two, because physically, and that's the body piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, I just can't stop smiling because it was, it was a <laughs> well, beautiful thanks, example. Thanks so everything. much for bringing that up to you. It's, that is so important. And, you know, I teach people, like, that's how we start to listen to our intuition. Like when something feels open and light and expansive, your chest literally opens up, your shoulders rise, your head gets a little higher, and you usually smile. Right. So I have this really short exercise where I walk people through really positive words and I'm doing air quotes um, like love and peace and joy. And like you can't help but smile and think about the person you love most in the world. Like your chest opens up. You just feel really good. And and that's typically like a yes in your body. Like if you're asking your body some kind of question about anything. And then we contrast that and go into really nasty words like war hatred, evil. And that makes people like shrink down, shoulders roll in, head comes down, and you just kind of shrink. <laughs> um, and it's like this negative, heavy energy pulling you downward. So that's usually no in the body, right? So when you can identify that, you know, what is a yes, what is a no, you can start to do more of the yeses, less of the nos, And that in turn is going to help you be more right? Because it doesn't always mean taking a nap or sitting down or going to bed early. It doesn't always mean resting. It means being more of what you want to be, mm-hmm. like what your heart's desiring, right? So like Kim, we were talking about earlier, like go put your feet in the grass. Like maybe that's really what your body wants to do. And when you think about it and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to ground down to the earth. That makes me feel so calm. Or for me, it's the beach. Like I have to put my feet in the sand several times a week now. Like that's part of the reason we moved to Florida because I need that connection. And I just go right back into my body, Mm. you know, just by listening to like, that's so exciting to go to the beach. Oh my gosh, I want to do this. I need this right now. I'm so stressed. And the time that we need to tune into our bodies most is when we don't have the time to do it. Mm. We think we don't have the time to do it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. How often busy, do we hear yeah. that from people? Or we tell right. ourselves that. Yeah, and that is the perfect time to do it. That's when we because need that's an invitation. Yeah, to slow down and, and to just really listen and tune in to, to what it has to say. And you'll be really surprised you know, by what your body's trying to tell you when you actually ask it. And I love too how you brought that it's not always rest. Sometimes our body needs to just move. Yes. Or mm-hmm. we need to be creative or something. It's not always putting no. our feet in the grass or taking mm-hmm. that. Now. I love how you brought that up because sometimes yeah. our body needs something completely different than what we think. Yeah, absolutely. But we think in our world of busyness that you need to rest more. And we right. connect rest with slowing down, but rest can also mean activity. It can. Yeah. And that's, you brought up something really cool. Um, it, it reminded me of something, this style of meditation I teach, instinctive meditation. It's all about being with yourself, being what you love, what lights you up, welcoming your thoughts, welcoming your emotions, 
welcoming the pain even, like we talked about a little bit earlier. And one of the main, um, one of the first things I teach people is giving yourself permission to rest. The word permission has so much power to it. Mm -hmm. And permission to rest doesn't mean taking a nap always. Sometimes it does. But I have a client who is a cyclist, you know, really, really riding like hundreds of miles a week. And when she tunes into her body and she's riding her bike, she, she says, you know, a few times a minute or something, I give myself permission to rest. Her breathing kind of regulates. Mm. She actually goes faster on her bike when she's wow. giving herself this permission to rest. So it doesn't always mean like laying still or being really still or in a certain position or anything like that. So that's one of the things I love about that style of meditation. Mm. There's just no rules. You just be with yourself and, you know, go outside in nature and just engage all of your senses. And um, it's beautiful. I think for me, sometimes the rest is just a mind rest. Like I need a rest break from my thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the best way for me to do that is to get out in nature. If I'm out in nature, then I'm more in the present moment. I'm connecting with the moment and then I'm not in my thoughts of being busy, busy, busy. Mm -hmm. Or, or yeah, like shifting. Yeah, like shifting that energy. So I always tell my clients, like if you're in the middle of so much work and you're at your desk and you're overwhelmed and you're stressed and it, it's just too much and you have the opportunity to tune into your body and, oh, I want to go dance. I want to put on my favorite song and dance. Or, oh, I do want to go outside in nature. You're literally shifting the energy that you're in in that moment. And it... it allows the energy to move right especially dancing or any kind of movement like you're literally shifting the emotions and the energy in your body and kind of like get that out and you know then kind of recharge and reset that way and it allows you to be more productive and maybe yes. perhaps more productive more creative when you come back after taking that little break yes and people Does don't realize that either they're like what <laughs> how that works mm -hmm. that way doesn't google do something with for their employees so that they can be more productive i maybe it is their meditation or actual rest time but i think i read an article or heard once that google actually creates or builds in time during the day for their employees so that they can rest the mind mm -hmm. and then come back and be, be more productive such a great idea i mean every yeah. business should do that could you imagine should, oh it would in be school a, if they allowed that in school or even in school different i know world. Yeah, we would operate on such a different level. Yeah. Well, and I think that even brings up the point, you know, talking about the next generation and everything is when we give ourselves permission to rest, whatever that looks like for us in that moment, right? Because you talked about how it can vary. We're giving and modeling that for our children. Yes. And yes. so if we don't do it within their presence or talk about it, how are they going to know that that's even possible? Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of my clients, when they start working with me, that's one of the things they say. They say, I don't want my daughter or, or my son, I don't want them to grow up being so busy that they have to fall into bed on Friday night at the end of the work week. And, you know, so much pain and so much stress and, and wondering, like, is this it in life? My clients say yeah. that all the time. Like, is this it? Really? This is what I'm here for, you know? Um, so they do bring that up and they are aware that I don't want to model this for my kids. And like, how wonderful, oh my goodness, it's so wonderful when a client starts to shift their life and change and their kids pick up on it. 
and they bring them into the fold. Like they bring them into, hey, we're just going to have some chill time without electronics. We're going to connect. We're going to get a board game out. We're going to go for a walk. Like how many families do that? Like it's so sad to say that out loud, <laughs> but like, but it's true. It's so true. Like how many families actually just have time to connect? And then when they can teach them some of the skills, I had a client the other day who really struggled with anxiety for a while, months and months and months that we were really working on breathing techniques, grounding down, you know, just a lot of work around that. And her daughter started to have some anxiety, which is mm -hmm. no surprise because, you know, we're feeding off of the energy of those around us. Right. And she was able to teach her some of the breathing techniques and some of the meditation mm -hmm. skills. And she's 13. So how amazing is that, that she's going to take back through her teen years, you know, when it's so super stressful, especially in this right. day and age. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually kind of branching off to work with teenagers as well. Kind of just starting. So important. Yeah. Starting with that because, oh my goodness, there's such a need. Yeah, I think more people need to go into that area of working with teenagers. But I, I just love this conversation. It was amazing. And I do feel, and T and I talk about this, that there's such a paradigm shift beginning to happen with yeah. all of the, you know, us light workers and trying to help people and just shifting the next generation. So just like one person at a time. So I appreciate all the work that you do. Um, Tia has a few questions that she rapid fire questions. And then I'll okay. ask you again <laughs> to share with the audience um, how they can get in touch with you because they're going to want to for sure. Definitely. Thanks yeah, so they're going to want to. All right. So you're so in tune with, we, I don't even have to explain this to you that whatever comes to your mind first, that's the one to go with, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So what's the most prominent mask that you wear? I still struggle with the busyness mask, to be honest. I have to work hard, really hard. Um, I would say that's the one that popped up first. I still struggle with it, and I'm being very intentional with creating this lifestyle and how I want it to look, mm. how it feels you know, to me. And what I love about that is you are modeling for your clients that it is a process. Yes. And mm -hmm. then understanding it shifts and change. It doesn't go mm -hmm. away. So that's yeah. beautiful. That's why you teach this so well. Mm -hmm. It's very clear. Yeah. Oh, love that. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Ireland. Mm -hmm. Have you been? Mm. I haven't. I have so many friends that go and I'm so jealous of their pictures and how they say it's so calm and grounding and peaceful. And I just want to be there. Mm. Yeah. Set the intention, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your favorite way to take care of yourself? Now, I know you talked about it's instinctive and you want to tap in each yeah. time, but I'm sure there's some ways that show up more frequently than the others. beach is definitely my favorite. Mm. Yeah. Which is and why you moved to Florida. Absolutely. Yeah. Just having my feet in the sand and then I go and I, you know, I practice what I, what I teach. I go and engage all of my senses and, mm. Just look at the water, hear the water, smell the air, just everything. Love that. It's so healing for me. Oh, I love it. If you have a bucket list, what's at the top? What's number one? Travel. Mm. Like I, I want to take like a year and just travel to amazing beaches, um, amazing, beautiful places that have that grounded feel. Mm. Like just kind of soak all of that up that I can. <laughs> I love that. All that nature has. And yes. All that mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. What is one of the books that's changed your life? Oh my gosh. I have so many books. I read so much. Um, 
I would say the one I talked about earlier, the body keeps the score, mm-hmm. you know, talking about trauma and how it manifests yeah. in the body. The emotion code is another one um, where it's talking all about trapped emotions and how if we don't process the emotions properly, they become trapped and turn into yeah. pain. So they were, they're probably two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. There's tons of others, but yeah. Yeah, I think we, mm-hmm. Kim and I can relate to tons yeah. of others as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are good. I love Definitely good yeah. books. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Kim, so, Yeah. So th- we absolutely, I love this conversation. So thank you so much for being here. Um, do you want to share with the audience, one, how they can get in touch with you and then talk a little bit about the free gift? Sure. Um, And thank you both so much for having me on. This was such a great Mm -hmm. conversation. I loved it too, bringing awareness to all these important topics. Um, People can get in touch with me at my website. It's just my name, jennifertaylor.blog. And then the free gift is my workshop, um, which is titled Do Less, Be More. Mm -hmm. And it's about an hour long. And it just really goes into why we feel like we need this badge of busyness. And I walk you through some meditations where you can get really in tune with your body. Um, and then we, you're going to leave with some practical, tangible steps to start being more. Wow, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. That sounds incredible. Um, wow. All that will be in the show notes. So your information on how to contact you and how to get that amazing workshop that you're offering. So thank you for that. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, this has been amazing. So Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in to our Masks Off podcast and having Jen Taylor with us. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Jen, for sharing your wisdom. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with friends and family check out the show notes for how to contact us. Remove your masks. Live your life. See you next time on Masks Off.